You are listening to the Thinking Effect podcast with Osho Green and Lillian Krigler. Everything starts with a thought. Join the quest to reshape your own and your students' thinking by exploring your usual curriculum in new and exciting ways. In each episode, we share dynamic and practical ways you can ignite thinking in your classroom. You will get used to our three-step formula for approaching our topics. What is it? Why is it important? And how can it be implemented immediately? Listen on if you're ready to take your students on a journey to change the world one thought at a time. Hello, everyone. You're back with Ortel Green and Lillian Kriegler on our Thinking Effect podcast. Today, episode eight, we are talking about how can we help students develop their creative thinking? But before we get onto that, let's say hello to Otto. How are you? I'm excellent. Thank you, Lilian. I'm so excited about this topic. I'm so passionate about creative thinking. I can talk about it for days. <laughs> yes, I know. We've had lots of discussions about it. And um, I've read your book, which has so much information about how to create uh, creative thinkers. So let's get into it. So what are, what are some of the the... Let's start with maybe what are some of the misconceptions about what creativity is? Oh, that's a great start, Lilian. Is there so many misconceptions about creativity? Uh, one of the big one is the confusion between being artistic and being creative. So many people confuse the two. And when, I, when I'm working with schools with uh, young children, I see, I see it happening at a young age as nine years old where Children already thinking that if they're not good at drawing, for example, then it means they're not creative. And then they label themselves as not creative and growing up with that um, damaging image. Well, in fact, creativity and being artistic are completely two different things, which is great news for some of us that can't even draw a stick figure <laughs> uh, because we can still be very creative in our thinking as as creative thinking is about uh, coming up with new and unique ideas to bring value and to solve problems. So it's not about art at all. That's right. And it's not even about, you know, finding out something that's brand new for the planet or for human thought. The creativity is even if you yourself understand and invent something that um, for, the, for the first time for yourself. And another, another one of these misconceptions, as, as we discussed, of course, is that some people think that you're born a creative person, that kind of it's an, a, a talent that's in your gene pool. And if you are born with creativity, you're never going to have it. But that's really not true. Yes, absolutely. And it's actually it's a skill like any other skill that we can develop. It's like developing our muscles. So there are actually exercises we can do to develop our creative thinking. And the more we do these exercises, the more creative we become. So it's, um, it's amazing because all of us can become creative geniuses. And um, I know that some people look at creative people like Steve Jobs or Walt Disney as if they uh, uh, are blessed with something very unique. We're born with a special capability to be creative. But all of us can be as creative as Walt Disney if we choose to work on that skill. 
That's correct. You know, I mean, Edward de Bono was an interesting, obviously he was one of the, you know, the godfathers of creativity and modern thinking. Um, and he wrote everything about creativity. But one of the things he said is very often we underestimate content. So a lot of the time you'll hear, you know, we don't have to know things these days because we can go to Google and look everything up. But really, this isn't 100% true, because the more the children carry in their minds, the more they have that ability to link ideas in new and interesting ways. So building new knowledge and the ability to create are two things that go together. But we do have to have practice in putting our creative brain um, into mode so that you know we, we put it into gear so we can use it and you you you've got lots and lots of exercises that people can do to help children to develop this creativity muscle <laughs> that you talk about yes definitely and that's a great point to you raised about knowledge Lilian because knowledge is the fertile ground for creativity as as you said without knowledge we can't really link things together and come up with ideas and, and an important thing to know is that it's not just knowledge, it's, it's diversity of knowledge. So, um, for example, if you are in a specific profession, it will be great for your creativity if you expand your knowledge beyond, beyond your um, uh, profession. So learn what's happening in different industries, um, and that will help you create that connection between things that might seem unrelated to each other, and that's actually a great way to come up with new ideas. That's right. There's an amazing book actually written by David Epstein, who's a New York Times bestseller. And the book is called Range, R-A-N-G-E. And that's exactly what he talks about, that some of the most successful innovators and operators in business today have had their legs in different disciplines yeah. and then seeing the opportunities that one has to another and melding ideas and melding technologies um, and melding different kinds of engineering and that's where you get the most fertile ground as you said for for innovation yes for sure um, so in terms of activities there are lots of activities you can do in your classroom to help your student develop their creative thinking uh, and I'll share a few of them that you can do. And you can do it, you know, as, as brain breaks or at the start of the day when you want to get all the students kind of ready for the day ahead. There are many opportunities throughout, throughout the day to take a few min minutes uh, for these types of activities. And, and the first one I'm going to share is all about repurposing. As one way to practice our creative thinking is look at a particular product or object and think, okay, how else can we use it? How can we use it differently than what it was designed for? Yes. And you can take something as simple as shoes. <laughs> we all wear shoes. Um, so how else can you use shoes? What else can you do with shoes? And, and it's important to understand that in order for your student to develop their creative thinking, you need to make sure you create a safe environment to do so because coming up with new ideas can be scary and sharing it with others can be scary as well. You don't want anyone else to say, oh, that idea is stupid. You have such stupid ideas. You know, it, it's very hurtful. So make sure that within your classroom, 
before you do these activities, you set up a few ground rules uh, for everyone to follow that all ideas are wonderful and welcome. There are no stupid ideas. And while children are coming up with ideas, they shouldn't assess or evaluate their ideas. They should just come up with as many ideas as they can. And also when they hear other children ideas, they should build up on their ideas and, and think, okay, how we can actually maybe merge a few ideas together to come up with even a, a better idea. Um, so definitely it's important to create a safe environment and for your student to feel that they won't be judged or uh, no one will um, say something that might be hurtful for them in order for them to feel free to express themselves because it can be quite scary to express yourself like that in front of everyone. Yes, it's true. In the normal classroom, you know, we we follow quite norm, normal pathways. So what you're asking the children to do here is sometimes to come up with some ludicrous and very outlandish ideas. And in fact, what, what educators might find is when they do offer these children the opportunity to think of different um, uses for shoes, their first thinking, they will really try to be creating rational rational connections. You know, we can walk far with shoes, we can, um, shoes help protect us, we maybe can swat a fly with a shoe. Um, <laughs> but, you know, what they will learn is that actually if you just start some genuine free association, pretty much no matter what you come up with, your brain will be able to create a connection. So sometimes the more outlandish, the more kind of almost associative the ideas are, you might just pour out 20 words and then think, what does the word ice mean for shoe? Or what does the word um, butterfly, you know, mean for shoe? So, and then I'm sure that the children will come up with explanations and it will give you a new use for, for those shoes. I believe me, you know. So getting them to be thinking free flow is great. And, and yes, to have the norms and protocols in place where they won't be judged and also where the ideas won't be judged. Because as you say, the more ideas there are, the bigger the pool to find the really good ones and the rare ones that are going to help you create something, you know, amazing, something stylish, something new, something very useful, something no one ever imagined before. Absolutely. We're going for quantity and we want a lot, a lot of ideas, as many as possible. And also crazy and silly ideas. So removing the boundaries from our thinking and, and children are wonderful at, you know, imagining wonderful, crazy things. So just let them, let them run with their imagination and come up with um, wonderful ideas. And as to your, um, as to the association you mentioned, Lilian, you mentioned, I actually, it's linking to another exercise I wanted to share with teachers, which is about merging. So another great exercise for creative thinking is taking a few objects or products and think about how can I merge them into one? Um, and for example, you know, in the olden days, <laughs> when I was a child, a phone was just a phone and a camera was just a camera. And if someone would have told me at, at the age of, I don't know, eight years old, these two products are gonna be one, I would think they're crazy. So um, it's, it's a great activity to just pick up random objects Things that, things that seem really unrelated to each other 
And ask the children to come up with ways to merge them together. And they can even do it, you know, with animals. Even in an art lesson, for example, ask them to uh, draw a picture by merging different animals together. Just let their imagination merge different animals. Yeah, that'll be absolutely fun as can be having a, a dragon and an elephant, <laughs> a mosquito and a and a salmon. It'll be really fascinating. And then you know, think about what they what they might achieve together. <laughs> I would love to see that these creations. Lillian, do we have anything special to share with our listener today? Um, this week, uh, the listeners who are going to write to us about their experiences. Oh, um, yes. I've got, a gift. I've got a gift just off screen. But just before we go there, we might quickly summarize. So the what of creative thinking or is that it is really important to give the children the fuel and the methodology to be able to come up with new and innovative ideas both for themselves and even maybe to add something amazing to the world around them. The why is that if we're stuck in our old patterns of thinking, we won't progress and perhaps the students will feel that they're getting everything secondhand and they never have the opportunity to make their own contribution. So we really wanna encourage them to, to add and to bring their energy and creativity does that in spades. And the how, is, as you've said, to give them perhaps these exercises, opportunities, but also the understanding of why creativity is so important, but you need to value the method, ensure that the norms and protocols are in place to make them feel absolutely safe, and then not to evaluate so that they get used to being great creative thinkers in your classroom. Absolutely. And if you write to us at the thinking effect podcast at gmail.com, perhaps you will be the receiver of Educamelian my book, which is written for teachers of students from three to nine years. It's got an absolute wealth of information based on all my many years of experience. I won't tell you how many. Um, and but even uh, teachers of other ages of children will find information in here that's valuable. So whoever gets it, I know that you'll find something interesting to read inside Absolutely. here. Absolutely. <laughs> I encourage everyone to write because you... Um, you would love this book so definitely go ahead and uh, write us an email about your experience with creative thinking activities in the classroom and hopefully you'll be the lucky one who's going to enjoy Lillian's book so um, um uh, our next episode is going to be really interesting one um which is about what does convergent and divergent thinking mean and I think that's an important uh, topic to explore, especially after the session today. And we'll touch about it yeah, in the next episode. Yes, it fits very well with creativity. So divergent and convergent thinking. We're going to have a lot of interesting things to say about those. <laughs> in the meantime, have a wonderful week and we'll see you next time. Bye, everyone.